Hello, got a special treat for you today. I have Ida visiting from Spain. Hello, Ida. It's great to have you. Hello, it's so nice to be here among you. So, Ida has been pioneering student ministry in Equatorial Guinea, which is the only Spanish speaking country in Africa. How did a graduate in education working in a school in Barcelona? end up in Equatorial Guinea pioneering student ministry? Well, so um, during my time as a student in, in Barcelona, in the university, I was so involved in the student movement in the Autonomous University. And I really liked being among the students who really loved Jesus and um, were dedicated to to talk about others about this message of hope. So um, my last year of of university, I could go to Equatorial Guinea to do my practice as a teacher. Um, I stayed in Malabo, the capital of Equatorial Guinea, for two months. And during this period of time, I was looking for a student group as I had in Barcelona. So I couldn't find a, a group that were meeting every week, but I found many Christian students in the university. So after these two months, when they passed, I went back to Spain and communicated to the student movement in Spain about what I found there. And I found that they were planning to to help the, the students in Equatorial Guinea to start the movement as well since a long time ago. So finally, after many talks, prayers, counseling and, and yeah, praying together, we decided to, to, to go and to start together and help the students there to to look for a group and, and start Great. together. So pioneering new ministry is something that's very much been part of the IFES DNA from earliest days. And you're going to Equatorial Guinea coincided with the Breaking New Ground project getting going, which was really trying to promote pioneering globally which is really how I first got to know you. How has being involved in breaking new ground helped you? Well, many ways, but first of all, that was so helpful for me in this first stage of pioneering to see many people around the world doing a similar job in a different country, right? I, I was able to know people, maybe my age, or older than were doing pioneering in, in countries and listen their stories. It was so encouraging for me to know um, I had people like doing similar things in other places. So um, that was very nice to make these friendships and relationships that I can now continue um, having and being in contact with. But also, uh, remember in the BNG Bakering New Ground gathering, we had many training and formation, formation or, um, sessions in which we were learning about how to be involved in a different culture. And I remember that was so helpful for me and I took many things, uh, I took to the country with me. Also, knowing people that had many experiences and, you know, stories to tell. Uh, was so helpful, and it just—it is not just something from that gathering, but that continues to now. And you know, these relationships now are very nice to to keep, and we encourage each other online. <laughs> Absolutely, it's not—it's not easy showing up in a new country where you don't have 
relationships and starting to think about how do I build something here? And I guess one of the the key things early on was trying to meet some students who had leadership potential, who had some vision Mm. for what you were trying to to do there. Mm. How did that work out for you? Well, there was a learning process. So I remember many of these things I learned from people in their big breaking new round gathering. I, I, I was listening to their stories and that was helpful for me to know which steps have to be taken first, which priorities you have to do to have in mind when you are pioneering. So as you said, one important thing was to find for students who were really engaged or they had the vision of the student ministry to work like in a small group or yeah, to invest in a small group of people, then they are they can con- be contagious to others about what they really believe and and you know these values we we have in the student movement. So yeah, I I found some students and then they they bring others to the group. So you got a little Bible study group going with some students, but you also wanted them to be able to reach out to their friends. So you would have had a once a month when they made a special effort to Mm -hmm. invite guests to come. But I know you had a, a particular event at Christmas, which was very encouraging in 2019. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, this event was right two months after we started to get together. So it was so nice that it was our first activity, like an open activity in which we were 16. And we thought that would be great to each of us invite a non-Christian friend to this event. So we were at the N32. And that was so nice that in the in the event, the, we, we talk about Jesus directly, about the gift of grace as a gift for Christmas and, and everything related to what we were celebrating. So everyone wrong, uh, took a plate, uh, was cooking something for the others. So we served each other. And after that event, we offered to study the book of Luke uh, with the uncovered material. And yeah, many of the students decided to get to know who is this Jesus they were talking about from this event and some of them are now in the group like mm. so that's, that's really encouraging when you have a group of 16 and they yeah. all bring somebody and you have a gathering of 32 yes so things things were quite encouraging but not long after that this mm. global pandemic hit yeah. and covid came came in and you really were faced with having to to leave equatorial guinea and go back to to Spain. That must have been quite a, a difficult thing for you. Yeah, it was right maybe two months after or yeah, about related to March or April that COVID arrived to Equatorial Guinea as well. So pff, all the frustration came and I remember calling to Nigel like, uh, I'm so frustrated with that and I have to go back to Spain and it's not it was not on my plan. So, but um, at the beginning, it was so difficult to explain to the students that I, I had to go, and I, I was thinking that would be for just three months, four months, and it took more than a year or even more. So many things ha- were changing our plans and everything. But I could talk with the students there 
to to make sure they were still going to co- to be together and as a group. So um, I went back to Spain and uh, I found that I could be in Madrid doing the same work. Um, half of my time working with the movement in Madrid and half of my time continuing online with the students in Equatorial Guinea. So, so in terms of supporting the students in Equatorial Guinea, people perhaps don't realise how difficult it is in a country like Guinea for students to to access the internet mm. to be able to to do a Zoom call or to join in with with something. Yeah, from that moment, our work was based on internet. So we we had to do everything by Zoom calls or video calls. So um, for the students in in Spain, that's easy, or around the world, it's easy because we can connect from a sofa and, and take our computer or our phone and get connected. But for the students in Malabo or Equatorial Guinea, that is much difficult because they have to get out from the house. Usually you don't have Wi-Fi in your house, so... You have to get out there and, and find a uh, cyber coffee. Cyber coffee, yeah. Cyber coffee to get connected. So maybe a student, to get to the cyber coffee, he has to pay a taxi for sure. And, and you know, a taxi to go and taxi to go back. And also in the cyber coffee, you need to pay for every 30 minutes you get connected. So it at the end, is your pocket money of the week that you invest to be in the student movement connected for that event we have. But as well as the online stuff, one of the things that was a real surprise to you was that a new door opened in terms of working with students from Equatorial Guinea, mm-hmm. because you began to find students from Guinea who were actually studying in Spain. Yes, and not just Spain, also in different countries around the world. So in these um, Zoom calls we have each month, uh, those students who were connected usually told me, they tell me, oh, I have a friend studying somewhere and he's also Christian and he's also from Equatorial Guinea. He, he can, ha, can he join us? And I said, of course he, he can. So the group started to grow in the online Zoom calling. So we had the students connecting from, from China, from Ghana, from Zimbabwe, from different countries and in the African continent, from the United States as well and different other countries, right? So. It happened in the Zoom calls, but also I found out that some of the students connecting that Zoom calls were actually in the same country as me. So what I was looking to is to meet them face to face, even if it was taking a little traveling to to meet each other. So um, I found that many of them were exactly maybe three hours away from my home. So it was so nice to to meet them. And I have a little story from there. Now you can I explain it? Yeah, sure. So... February 2020, when I was still in Equatorial Guinea, I was living in Malabo, which is the capital, but I could go for a weekend to Bata, which is the, in the mainland. Um, when I, I was going to go there, I asked for the students if they had a contact or any number of other students who were in Bata so I can know them and we can have a meeting and explain them about the student group happening in Malabo. And they made, they gave me many numbers or yeah contacts, so I wrote them and some of them said yes we we go, we come and we get to know you and let's listen about this uh, you want to explain us. But one of them, which is called uh, his name is Wilfredo, told me that uh, it was not possible for him because he had to go to Spain and um, because he was accepted 
in the university. So that same weekend he was leaving. And okay, so I said, okay, nice to meet you, but we won't see each other and bye. <laughs> so right when I, I'm back to Spain, I received a prayer letter from a missionary or a pastor in, in Almaden, which is a small town in really in the middle of Spain that he was working with students and also Equatorial students, Equatorial Guinea students. So I wrote him and said, oh, I'm doing the same. So can we meet and you explain me more about this? And maybe you can introduce me to these students. And he said, yes. And I, he sent me the f number of the most engaged or more responsible student in the group. So when I went to write him on WhatsApp, I see we have a long conversation <laughs> that we had many months ago. And finally, also, I saw that it... It was the same Wilfredo I was going to meet in 2020. So it was so nice. A year after I called um, meet him, I think that was God's surprise for us. And, and now this student uh, is gathering other Equatorial Guinea students of the city and starting a group. And they, were, they are studying the book of Luke together. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's great how, how this new opportunity has opened up in a way that you really could not have imagined when you mm. left Equatorial Guinea, yes. that there would be opportunities to continue to pioneer even when you were not in the country. Yeah, yeah exactly. You've also developed a little bit of a partnership with InterVarsity mm -hmm. in Canada over the last couple of years, which is one of the reasons that you've been here mm -hmm. this uh, this week. Yeah. What has that partnership with InterVarsity in Canada meant to you and what have been your reflections this this week? Yeah, it meant a lot um, because it, it when we were talking about the partnership, we were looking for support to continue for at least the following two years in, in this project of pioneering in Equatorial Guinea, even though the pioneering is being so different than expected, because as you see, we are doing this pioneering work from outside, actually, from outside Equatorial Guinea. But if, if it's the way God is working, so um, it really, it it was such a gift and to know that we are partnering together. So it, it means that we are a big family and, and is in, we are in different places in the world, but we are still together in the same um, objective that it's uh, helping to this student movement to be in Equatorial Guinea. So it helped me a lot in different ways, not just knowing that I'm not alone, first of all, uh, that I have a big family, not only in Spain, but in other places as, as is Canada, that we are a staff team that I can learn from because now I have relationship with many staffs in, in Canada that I can talk with and be encouraged by. And, and I told Nigel, they, there is such a nice, there are such a nice people in this team that I really get the love of God through them. So I'm so thankful for the opportunity of being here. It's really a miracle. It happened. So I know God was using this experience of getting back to see people I already knew in BNG gathering two years ago or in the office, people who are supporting individually, but also as a movement from InterVarsity Canada. So it's such a, a, a gift to be around. Oh, you're a gift to us as well, and it's been great having you having you here this uh, this week. What comes next for you, Ida? You're 
going back to Spain today, but you're hoping <laughs> to go back to Equatorial Guinea later in the year. What are some of the things that we can pray for you as you think about the next steps? Well, my my work right now is divided in two because I, I as I said, I'm half of my time working in, in a movement as is Spain in Madrid. And this movement is completely different to the movement in Equatorial Guinea. So um, this is my what I'm going to do the next months. Continue working as I did the last for the last year, um, and as a prayer request is to being able to to do both things. But also uh, as we have our mind to go back as soon as possible to Equatorial Guinea. So we are starting this visa process to get the documents to get in, and you know it's a long process usually. So it's a good prayer request and God we hope God is going to open the doors to to make it quickly and easy to get in um but also while it's 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 a prayer request to be yeah praying for Fiel who is the student that uh, he is in in Malabo sometimes he's so discouraged because the situation in the country is not the most is not the best so he needs really to be encouraged to continue in um, being perseverant with the students there and continue the meetings. So most of the students are getting graduated soon. And, and it's something happening in the, in the time because we started there two years ago and, you know, the, the school year is going on. And some of them that started that, that year were first schoolers and now they will be graduated. So hopefully they, they will be supportive of their own movement. So it's a, a, something also to pray for, and I'm trying to work with them from the distance. So really what you're hoping for is that a national movement will grow in Equatorial Guinea. Yes. And that some of the students there and some of those who have studied outside of the country who yes. graduate and go back yes. will work together to establish something which is sustainable there. Yeah. And will enable future generations of students to hear the good news, yeah. to grow in faith and to develop gifts of leadership mm -hmm. that can have an impact in the in the country. And, yeah. you know, in the end of the day, breaking new ground is really about planting and watering and waiting for fruit. Mm -hmm. So we will continue to partner with you yeah. as you plant water and and look for look for fruit. Yes, thank you. I'm. I really appreciate that. God bless. <laughs>